Oh, it's been one week. Not really. It's been way longer than that, but welcome, 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 welcome. welcome back to I'll, I'll Tell You what. what. We got your boys back in the building, a.k.a. Mr. Day Notice, a.k.a. Uh, Jumpman Jack, a.k.a. Jolly John, a.k.a. That Guy, a.k.a. Tron, a.k.a. High Socks with Vans, uh, a.k.a. Uh, I'm Audi like my car. Uh, and on the other side, I got K Pizzle, aka Mr. Sweetness. <laughs> also, welcome to I'll Tell You What. I was looking for Dan Watanabe over there. Well, I was going to bring in Dan Watanabe a little bit later, you know, <laughs> give the listeners something to wait for. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Okay. Juju on that beat. Whoop. <laughs> Got you guys. Well, we've got a great show for you. We just wanted awesome to show. Uh, tell you what's on the docket today. We've got uh, the impact of coronavirus we're going to talk about on <laughs> coronavirus. <sports>. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Cardi B. Um, we're also going to talk about what this whole real podcast is going to be on probably for the next like few weeks that we're going to do a segment on. For the last dance. Yes. Okay? Yes. It'll be like shooting two, but shooting 10. Like 10. Like <laughs> really 10. Um, it's got, I, we don't want to spoil it. We'll just get to that. I don't want to like give any hints away. We've got plenty of time for that, guys. But Kyle, tell me what you've been up to these past few weeks. Lay it on me, man. Oh, man. It has been like a nonstop thrill ride, like any of the Jason Statham films. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Basically, since the uh, coronavirus situation has occurred, mm-hmm. um, you know, I work in human resources uh, outside of my uh, duties here at I'll Tell You What Sports, of yes, course. Yes, yes. And uh, there has just been a lot of different um, regulations and, and just processes that need to be done. Um, and so a lot of that has fallen into kind of my position and uh, just some of a, some of my other coworkers that we're just not really uh, used to. We haven't really been trained for some of this. So it's kind of a learn on the go, well, uh, which it is for a lot of people. I want to give you a huge kudos and shout out to you on that and Taylor Bolts. I'm sorry, Taylor Rufo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and Jeff McCann and Nicole McCann. Um, just some great people doing some great things. Also, Sam Smurdoch. I just want to give everybody like a great round of applause. Clap, clap, bravo. And a glass of Moscato for you guys. <laughs> yeah, same um, to you, brother. Yeah, flipping it over to me on that, speaking on your half. So like I had the employees underneath me who I had to fill out their paperwork for unemployment. And then I would mm-hmm. send it to you and submit it. So like I can understand completely where you're coming from. So mm-hmm. I'm getting it maybe like at 25%, you're getting that other 75%. <laughs> so, it's, it's definitely a multi-step process and all, all the pieces have to be working together for the same goal. Exactly. So I totally, you know, I'm appreciative of everybody else, but enough of that love because <laughs> I've also been sheltering in place. In place. Which, for those of you that don't know what that means, because it's a weird collection of words, basically it just means that you stay at home. It doesn't mean that if you're out in the streets, you build a shelter right where you are in that place. Yeah, it's not like find cover immediately. Yeah, it's not like stop, drop, and shelter in place. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like uh, just go home and walk around. (laughs) It's called stay at home. Mm -hmm. Oh, whoa, that's too crazy. 
just just why a don't we too make crazy. it why don't we make it a little bit more complicated with the verbiage shelter in place <laughs> we don't want to square scare people so let's not say like quarantine quarantine ah! what? <laughs> <laughs> so you know i can't even spell that <laughs> i know right the average american's like <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, just, is that that uh, new Netflix movie? Dude, I do want to drop this on you guys. Since we've been in uh, stay-at-home, shelter-in-place, um, apparently the average person who is staying home is watching eight hours of television now. Yikes. That is huge. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dude, that so. actually will very um... – you know, significantly change your the way you watch too. Because if you watch that much programming on a consistent basis, like eventually it's going to start becoming like not interesting to you, but you will still watch it. Like you'll almost watch it more because it's like it's like a drug or something. You have to like continually do it more and more and more to get like a similar effect or mm-hmm. watch like a little bit more of uh, something different slightly yeah, different yeah yeah and you no. start getting into some like weirder and weirder things you go down the rabbit hole and yeah. i really yeah. think that that's what people struggled with the whole time as far as with this quarantine is they've been having to fill in those gaps find things to do and it definitely has yeah. paid a price on some yeah. people uh, whether it be professional all the way up there or just the average person like you and me dude so mm. Definitely seen some bizarre things I never thought I would see in my life. So, Datasaur? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, we've got uh, on the show today, we're going to talk briefly about the NFL, some moves that we uh, saw come up. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> we also have the NBA, which we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about baseball. So right now – and Basically how the coronavirus has kind of affected the sports, sports. but yeah, also as far as football, like, yes, there is some actual news because it's the only sport still kind of like conducting business. Yes, um, at this time. So I would like to say that baseball is looking to start its season and maybe just do it at practice fields. I don't know where they're at with that. That's the last thing that I heard. Did you hear anything else that's developed from that? No. That was from like Yahoo Sports that I saw that on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all like, yeah, so we'll just put them out to practice parks and uh, we'll put both leagues, uh, one in Florida and one in uh, Arizona. And yeah, (laughs) we're not even going to televise it. So whoever wins just plays. I think that is the biggest waste of time ever. Yeah. So we'll get a little bit more into uh, that later. later. Maybe. 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 <laughs> um, as for basketball, NBA is still on hiatus. Um, I did see that the players did reach an agreement with the owners where they're just giving up, I think, a quarter of their check. Whoa. Um, just yeah. one quarter? Yeah, just one quarter. They're still fine. So they're making so, like $36,999,999 and. 75 cents. cents. <laughs> so they had to give it back to the owners so they could stay afloat, you know, like as well. Cause they, they appreciate the fans. So the fans would be that gap to pay for everything essentially. So, uh, but the biggest thing with football, like you were just talking about that I've noticed is that the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> got the girly man back oh, in the building. Yeah. And they picked him up. And so I'm laughing at this guy's Deion Sanders because – What did he say? He was all like, Todd, I don't want you to use my number. He was all like, 
I'm gonna do what I want, bro. <laughs> it was like twenty years, twenty one years old. I can drink what I want. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I am. Isn't that his number? Twenty one? I think it's twenty two. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. No, and we'll get back to you at the uh, later part of this episode with that. But <laughs> next, we want to share something very, very, very awesome, which I'm sure you've heard of, and it really just gets us ready to dunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's about his royal airness from Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> it's a real nice school, real fine school. <laughs> if you um, can't guess what we're talking about, it's not the uh, rom-com from the early or late uh, 90s, The Last Dance. It's the documentary series featuring Michael Jordan, Jordan. and the Chicago Bulls, which we'll get into on the other side of this break. On another exciting episode of I'll Tell You What. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. It's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. I don't even want to turn this off. It's too good. Too good. It's too good. Well, welcome, 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 welcome back to I'll Tell You What. And on this segment, guys, we actually have a special guest. We didn't want to spoil the treat for you. Uh, <laughs> we actually have uh, Joy Notice in the building. Joy, you want to give everybody a shout out real quick? <laughs> She's here. She's in it. She's, She's in the building. Ready. To win it. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about the last dance. So uh, Kyle and Joy, let me just start by asking you these questions real quick. Did you like it? Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was, it actually did deliver even more so what I, than what I thought, because I was, I will say a little disappointed when, um, when I first found out that it was like going to be primarily about the final season in Chicago. I was really hoping for like the comprehensive Jordan documentary and, and it like ended up delivering. And I said that before I was like, I will have to throw in the stuff. Cause there's gotta be like a story built. Mm-hmm. So even though they're going to focus on that, I like, and they did, they totally delivered. They gave you the backstory of Michael. So anyway, yeah, that was what I was like really I, happy I, I about. I totally that. agree. I feel like, all this has been like the best Absolutely. The only one I will say that I like, it was kind of on this same like tier, maybe like a step below was the OJ one they did. The like five part with OJ. That was like, cause I, I would really never yeah seen anything like that. Cause it was like, it did the full OJ like backstory, like all through like the race issues within it. And then like the trial and then the, after the trial, like it was so good. But this is yeah, like no, even a better totally than that. Agree. People ask me because I watch a lot of documentaries, and people ask me like, "What are your favorite documentaries?" And that OJ one is always my top five. So oh yeah, I totally agree. I, I agree. I think my favorite uh, 
ESPN 30 for 30, though, that I've seen guys is actually the like growing going broke. That was the most interesting one I've yeah. seen. So where they talk about the salaries and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the yeah. one that I hit up like, for me. The credits are like looks like a movie credits and it's like bankruptcy. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're just kind of mind boggled. You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So they do a good job of putting stuff together and you know it's very exciting. So it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously this one's different because it's ten episodes, so yeah. it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how they they craft this and, and present it out to the audience. Yeah. So let me get started by painting the picture for everybody uh, as far as like what we're talking about. First so, couple episodes. Exactly. So <clears throat> guys, like it starts off uh, by showing Michael. They had just won their fifth NBA title um, coming off the best season ever in the NBA. Period. Period. As far as like wins, because it was 72 and 0, right? Or not 72 and 0. I'm sorry, 72 and <laughs> 10. But that's still a great feat. Even to this day, that record still shines bright. Um, you know, you have Michael, who's already done Space Jam. Money is raining in Chicago at this point. Like this is like a person who like is internationally known. Yeah. People just could not get enough of this man. He was on Oprah. <laughs> You're really starting to feel the vibe of like how powerful this man was, you know, like yeah. just his feel, his reach around the world impact that he did culturally is really amazing to, uh, see in this documentary just in this first clips it's like right. heating the oven up for you just he, like he was Kyle like said. yeah he was like larger than life and i think that's what uh they were trying to portray like going into that season it was almost as if he was um i hate to say that god yeah yeah, yeah he was like <laughs> the the living legend like how we think of him now is how they were thinking of him then at even like in that moment, which was like just interesting to kind of relive. Cause you think back to a, that time and you thought it too. You were just, you just knew it. Like there was no question. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player ever. Period. And he's going to like <laughs> deliver. You just knew well, it. Yeah. When they showed the clip of him in Paris and you know, they had just won the game and I guess whoever the guy was, who was playing on the opposing team. Like, can I get your arm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He like ripped it off. Of Give me that. <laughs> right. Like, Sweat. And then they even showed like the anecdote with like the, the two little kids and I guess like the little girls that like her mom asked her if they wanted Christmas presents uh. or wanted tickets to go see, you know, Jordan and Scotty and Rodman. And she chose tickets to go see the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas presents to go see the Bulls. Like, this is the biggest thing on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you're really feeling the vibe with Michael already diving in right there. So, they introduce Jerry Krause, the general manager of the Bulls. Um, and then they also introduce the owner, Jerry. I can't remember his last name. Reinsdorf? Um, yeah. Is that right? No, actually, that is it. It's okay. the Jerry's. I know the that. Jerry's. The Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, Jerry Krause is just really trying to formulate how to make the Bulls better. Now, most franchises, 
when they get to a certain point are going to start rebuilding because they feel that the talent is not going to sustain itself. People, athletes get older as father time is undefeated. Everybody knows this. Yeah. So his mentality was let's change the gears. Let's see if we can keep this going. Now, Michael, Phil, Scotty, Dennis did not agree with this (laughs) philosophy. So, in, in fairness, Jerry was just doing his job and he's no longer alive. So we can't really ask for his take. So I do want to just be fair to him in how we're going to discuss this. You know what I mean, guys? Is that fair? Sure. Yeah. And it was an interesting point, too, because I remember, you know, you and I having a conversation, John, you know, after, you know, he was feeling maybe a little tease on Sunday uh, morning. And it was a five minute clip of episode one. And even within those five minutes, they just made him out to be this huge you know, monster. And, you know, obviously I'm not saying that he didn't do anything wrong because, you know, it's very clear that uh, his actions led to the mantle of the team. However, you know, he didn't murder anybody either. So like, you know, yeah. it's, it's really easy to get caught up in the sensationalism, you know, of the documentary, but at the same time, you know, put it in perspective and, you know, he, he was doing in his mind what he thought was right. And then, you know, he was also clearly emotionally reacting to things that were going on too. So So to go a step further than that, um, what was going on was again, guys, they're coming off that fifth win. That's huge. Very, very huge. They hadn't seen that since like pretty much Boston Celtics era. Right. um, The run. Mm -hmm. So Jerry said to Phil, uh, I don't care if we go 82 games in zero. I don't want you here. You're done. And you're done in Chicago. And Michael pledged his allo- his allegiance and loyalty to Phil. So he was like, as soon as he's gone, I'm out of here. Yeah. So it is. So essentially, with that being said, the tone was set as far as what was to come for the season. Yeah, I think it needs to be said too that um, it, and at least what the documentary said about Jerry Krause and just the reason he felt this way about the team. Uh, supposedly, he had a lot of um, issues with not really being in the public eye with this team because this, like John said, the greatest team ever, and he got next to no credit. Nobody was like, oh, man, I just love our general manager. He put together a great team. It was always about the players and Phil. And it was like, it, without these people, this could never have happened. Like, these people are the only people that matter. And that's how Jerry saw it. So he's coming at it from a perspective of jealousy as far as the credit because he feels like he deserves it as some some form of credit. So that's why he and Phil clashed. Because uh, of resentment, yeah. Right, because Phil would basically do whatever he wanted. Let's talk about that for a second, though, because, you know, obviously I'm a basketball girl, but I'm also a sports enthusiast, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time. And, you know, he had a, 
back, a baseball background. So let's not forget where he came from, where his roots were, because in baseball, the GM is, you know, much more, you know, highly regarded and more credit is given to a GM in baseball than it is in basketball. Right. In basketball, it's the players and the coach, you know, you know, you've got to Sometimes you have like a Mark Cuban, <laughs> the owner, who's out front and center. Right. But uh, baseball, the, the GM gets a lot of credit. So I now, and I'm just saying this out loud for the first time, but I'm wondering if, if that had, you know, a little bit to do with it too, and that he wasn't used to, you know, this is a different environment in which GMs, you know, they're, you know, often talked about the, the, they're not, they're not seen, you know, so you, you just yeah, really good point, Jerry. In the background. So yeah. that's, that's what you do as a GM in, in, in basketball. You're, you're not like this superstar. No. Right, right. And, and it just isn't that way. Even though he was that GM that kind of, um, you know, took over for when Michael had just been drafted. And, exactly. And yeah. he, he kind of built that perennial loser into a winner. And I think that was his major beef, like I was saying before. And I will say, guys, like we'll probably talk just in a second more on that. But let's just take a quick break just so we can clear the chops and everything. And then this was it's we're just only like half. Yes. Very juicy. We're only halfway through. So we got plenty more to talk about. It's a porterhouse Mm. to share. There's there's more to come. There's more to come on. I'll I'll tell you what. so funny we like heard that or john had that song stuck in his head the other day and i was just like that song is so crazy the guy sounds like he is just like so like tight he's like i can't wait to do <laughs> and you're like what was he <laughs> what was he on literally old sean mendez over there but welcome back guys uh we're gonna continue with the last dance here so in the documentary, guys, it jumps around to that last season being the final part of the timeline, and it jumps to before that, like Kyle said, so it fills in the gaps for you as far as his rise to wait, fame. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I hate to interrupt. Do we like this jumping around, though? Because that's like getting to me a little with this. Cause it, there's a lot of hopping around between, you know, different parts of time and i'm not sure how i feel about that right now yeah i'm i'm very linear myself and like chronologic uh chronological order is something that i i kind of crave but um i mean i i it seems like it's becoming more the norm in storing storytelling to kind of like keep people on their toes because their attention spans just can't like handle one thing for too long for whatever reason so i think that's probably why they did it that way um but yeah uh, it it, it doesn't bother me as much like, as it used to. Yeah. Within ten episodes, maybe it may it will make more sense to they're doing all this. Yeah. You know. Right. Okay. So 
in the first episode, essentially it jumps back to uh, the beginning with Jordan as far as like how he really like got his mentality. That's very important. Uh, it was in his driveway. Yeah, it was in his driveway. Because he was shooting hoops late at night <laughs> and his dad came out and was like, what are you doing out here, Mike? Just shooting <laughs> hoops? <laughs> This is not Space Jam, but good try. Oh, sorry. My bad. I was wrong movie. <laughs> so, essentially, he uh, he was talking about how his dad and his brother had a very tight relationship. And so, his dad uh, pretty much instilled it into his head. Like, if I tell you you couldn't do something, it's going to, like, light a fire under you. Because Larry can do it. And so, Michael would take it personally. And he just took off like he's like don't tell me what to do you know like and he would get it done so it's kind of crazy to see how that was born uh and then how that carried on at unc so he had very strict tutelage under dean smith and roy williams um so they're great basketball uh enthusiasts and coaches so the fundamentals were laid out there uh after he left there what Actually, sorry, let's, before I jump forward, I do want to say that it was very, very nice of Dean Smith to take care of Michael in the sense that he said, I think you're ready to go to the NBA. I think you need to go pro Um, and pulled him to the side and recommended that to him. In year three. In year three, not holding him one more year just to get the championship. He was just like, uh, we need to get your value for yourself. And I really do want to say that like, that speaks a lot on his character as an, as a coach. Um, well, that also shows how much the game has changed between then and now, because back then, you know, you had athletes going to school and they were truly listening to what the coach had to say and, and what the recommendations were. And the coach was definitely an advisor, whereas now, uh, you know, an 18 year old goes in into playing college ball and they are telling the coach, you're only getting one year out of me, like, peace out. Mm-hmm. So before they've even proved anything exactly yeah exactly so it does show a lot of respect on michael's part and and again just you know how the game has evolved and how the the players and the opportunities and and all of that has has influenced you know just how much power a player has because back then you know you absolutely were playing four years and you know you were listening to what the coach had to say and you're totally going under uh, what the recommendation was so it's it's crazy now Mm-hmm. And so as he transitioned uh, from college to professional, uh, we see him go to Chicago. Chicago is booming with all of its other sports except basketball there. The image for basketball was just below the belt, essentially. No one really liked it. Also, the team had a reputation of being a little bit of a circus. <laughs> oh, like uh, party animals? Yes. Um, and so call it out. Call it out. a cocaine <laughs> circus. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of crazy to hear Michael talk about that experience and how he just stuck to his guns of like staying away from that and just went on to be a hermit kind of in his own Eyes, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, not eyes, but himself, self, essentially. So do you remember the story about, like, how he uh, kind of found out about that, like, the team's reputation? No, why don't you share it, Kyle? So 
I, I, I'll, I'll try to do it justice. So basically, uh, it was one of their first road trips, and they're all staying at um, a hotel. And so one of the teammates calls up Mike and says, hey, man, uh, why don't you come up to our room? We're like just having a little, you know, get together with everybody. And so Mike's like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm finally going to be one of the guys. <laughs> so he, uh, you know, he goes up to <laughs> he goes up to uh, to their room, like knocks on the door and he like hears behind the door. They're like, shh, somebody's at the door. He's like, who is it? He's like, uh, it's Mike, MJ. Like, oh, okay, whatever. It's the rookie. It's fine. And so he comes in there and it's like jaw hits the floor like, boom. He said, they got like the girls on this room. They got the lines over here, meeting cocaine. And they got the weed over here. And they're like, what do you want to do, Mike? And Mike was like, yeah, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to back on out like, see ya. I'm going to go back and just rest up for the game. <laughs> so thank you thank you (laughs) yes kyle that's very good and so you know like this was a big deal so he said to himself like absolutely not i'm just gonna prove that i'm about to be the big man on this team so what he did was he didn't say it out loud he just went and proved it on the court and every single one of his teammates said within two weeks like yeah. they pledged their allegiance because he just elevated them. So it was very great to wait, see wait, that. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know me, I'm sorry. I gotta stop you there. <laughs> as, as he's recounting this, and what I, one of the things that did make this uh, you know, documentary very special is because even though we are within, you know, quarantine lockdown, with every single commercial break, Jean and I called each other like within seconds of like, <laughs> getting a commercial just so we could talk about like what was happening. And that was one of the things that we discussed was, you know, just how real is this, you know, documentary gonna be? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, there have been, you know, a lot of accounts of things that Michael has done off the basketball court. Um, He's obviously had like the best reputation on the court, but off the court, there have definitely been stories written, uh, things that, you know, he himself has admitted, whether or not it's gambling, the affairs, like all of that. And so as he's talking about like the cocaine circus and even the interviewer, like ask him, like Michael like busts out in this like ridiculous laugh, like it was so far. But then he starts to go into like, yeah, well, actually, it did happen. So I was like, okay. (laughs) You know, hopefully, I think what will make this this you know ten episode series special is if he does keep it real and he does you know share what really happened because nobody is perfect and nobody's an angel or a saint. Correct. I, I will appreciate if he does, you know, share some of this stuff because those are things that have been reported. So it's not like just total just gossip for him to, to share these things, but I think it makes this much more of a just, you know, more real um, documentary if, if he does share what really happened, you know, behind closed doors. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to your point, uh, John, about his his mentality in the team, the team had been notoriously unmotivated. Mm. And, um, you know, the one example uh, was in the game. I forget who the opponent was. It was like in that, you know, first five, ten games where 
they were losing by eight points going into the fourth quarter. And Michael just says the whole team was like already packing up, just ready to go. They didn't care. The game's over. We're going to lose. And uh, and Michael showed him in that game that that's just not how things are going to operate anymore. And he not, changed it. Not when, not when I'm here. So And that was great. And that leads us actually to where the season – it jumps back to where the season begins for the final uh, last dance. They're going into 98. opening – Yeah, 98. They're going into the opening night. They're celebrating. They're all having a good time. And Phil sets the intention. He's like, this is the last night we're going to talk about last year. Let's get this win. Let's go. And like just hearing that as a an onlooker, I'm just observing it. I'm like – I feel like I'm a player. I'm like, man, I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, it was pretty intense to, like, see that. Like, Phil had a way of motivating people and, like, keeping her real. So, the season starts, and it was really sad because um, we didn't see Scotty. He was out, it said. And so, they actually end up losing that opening game, and they end up losing a few games in that season. Um, the Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that and Joy, you as well, like why he sat out or why Scotty was not there rather. Scotty? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Joy, do you want to take this one? Sure. Well, I know initially it was because he needed to have surgery. And, you know, the way – what was so controversial was the timing of the surgery because he could have had the surgery, um, you know, during um, – the, the summer or right after the season was over, rehab and then be, you know, ready to go for the next season. However, you know, he chose uh, not to do that. And even, you know, Jordan called him out and said, you know, the, the timing of when he um, decided to, to do the surgery was, you know, that was him just kind of sour grapes. <laughs> yeah. He, he knew that he was kind of like, you know, I guess the, the, the phrase was, you know, throwing his thumb up at, at, at management because he didn't want, I guess, uh, sorry, I don't want to, you know, I don't know what the rating is on this show, but I'm about to drop a F bomb. Scotty, I'm quoting Scotty Pippen here, he said he didn't want surgery. So, you know, he decided that, you know, he was going to do the surgery, um, you know, when he wanted to. And, you know, as a, as a result, you know, he, uh, you know, did the surgery going back into that, um, you know, that new season. And, you know, they, they started without him, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, uh, I think there, and then, you know, on the side, the other reason I think he was just very unhappy with management and why he delayed the surgery exactly. was because his, uh, his compensation. So his salary was, um, you know, one of the, one of the mid tier salaries in the entire NBA. And, um, he was by a lot of people's estimation, a top five player, if not a top two player in the league. Uh, and so he just, they refused to renegotiate his deal with him because he signed a seven year deal, which nobody does um, anymore. But, and he signed that deal way back in, um, you know, in the early nineties, like 1990. And so he was just getting paid, you know, top dollar, I'm sure at that point, but it just didn't translate as the the years went on and they refused to renegotiate with him. The owner actually, Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, he he said no way we don't renegotiate deals like once you sign I have I, he even says uh, the owner says he 
told Scotty that he would not sign that deal if it was him because you just never know what's going to happen. You might want to come back to the table. Um, you're a good player. But Scotty wanted to get that deal at the time in 1990 to help his family. family and just take care of them. And I, again, like we're all family here. So, I mean, if we were all in that position, maybe we would consider it, you know, like he came from a very, very low class um, place and he just wanted to take care of that family that had been so rich to him and how he got there. He just wanted to pay it forward essentially you know father and uh sister both in wheelchairs brother Brother, Mm -hmm. both had strokes or one had a stroke and the other had another incident yeah Yeah. so So i think that was like the craziest part of this of what we've seen so far because even in episode two the very beginning i don't know if it was the end of episode one or episode two where they started listing all the statistics you know for for scotty pippen and it was just so very obvious just how great and valuable the player that Mm. he he was right and um number one in assist i I believe yeah he was i mean it's unbelievable you know and it's it's a very sensitive subject for me personally because I don't like talking about salaries in general. I don't care if it's an athlete or if it's just, you know, a, a normal corporate, you know, position that you have. Um, I kind of think it's like kind of private, but at the right. same time, obviously, this is all public, you know, information. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're kind of like peeling old wounds out here. And at the end of the day, you know, it really is on Sky because I can totally respect the fact that he was trying to you know guarantee that he was going to have a, a, a lump sum or just money you know that he could provide for his family i don't think there's not a person on this planet who would ever fault him for that mm-hmm. however you know at this level you know you've got to have somebody who is your manager who is your financial advisor hell like you've got friends like michael jordan they can't recommend somebody to make sure that you are in a financial position to be able to provide to to other folks like that is just unbelievable to me that he had nobody to advise him on the right move to make because that was clearly not the right decision. <laughs> right. I know that, but like there was nobody who was going to step up and say you know maybe you shouldn't be doing this like this is that 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 to me is insane because if that's the case at the end of the day then that's all Scotty different like yeah. nobody forced his hand nobody made him sign that contract he made that decision and so you know as an adult like you have to own the fact that like that was the bad deal that you chose so yeah you know it, it sucks i it, it, i feel a little bad but i don't feel <laughs> he could have made a better decision you know to secure a bigger purse so you know sorry not sorry but <laughs> you know that, that's how i feel about that that, that deal so yeah. Well, you got to remember, too, that towards the end of the 80s, you know, going into the 90s, professional sports just didn't command the kind of salaries that that we're seeing today. It was still very much like, um, I mean, outside of your super, super, superstar players, they were making, you know, probably in under a hundred thousand dollars you know yeah. for those players what was uh, crazy i did see the number for what jordan was getting paid that season it said 30 million so yeah well jordan was, was the exception yeah i know <laughs> i just had to throw that out there y'all so like you know yeah um but you know i can't wait for next week it's gonna be great joy let's hear your predictions real quick because we're gonna um end our segment here but we'd love to hear what you think is gonna happen in three and four 
I mean, everybody knows, obviously, they're going to talk a little bit about um, Dennis Rodman in episode three. Um, so my theory, so when they opened up episode one, obviously they had Jordan, then Scotty, then they had Rodman, and then they had Phil. And so I think those four will be the first four episodes. So I think episode three is going to be about Rodman. And I'm thinking, hopefully, maybe, that episode four, the beginning, will be about Phil and just, you know, sort of like an origin story for him. Philly Cheese. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's, there's, you know, there's been a lot of articles and, and books written about him, and I think that would be really cool too, just to, you know, have a little bit of a deeper dive um, about him. I really don't know what episode five and beyond um, will, will be about, but I, I hope it is about the entire uh, team um, and not just you know, uh, one person. Now, I say that with the caveat that this is the most amount of access we've ever had to Michael Jordan. So I don't think anybody's complaining about the fact. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. About Michael and, you know, we're seeing well, kids. Like, side note, I wouldn't follow all of his kids on Instagram. Last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> but, like, it, it's cool to see, like, all of this stuff because we've never seen and had this much access to, to Michael. So, well, Joy, with that, that, you know, we're, we're seeing this much. And I think a one funny thing that I will share, you know, John and I were talking about just the different people, you know, from their, their childhood that they found to, you know, share different anecdotes and, and add to the commentary during these documentaries. And when you see Roy Williams get up there, <laughs> like, I, I could not, like, stop laughing. Like, Roy Williams <laughs> I didn't even realize he was an assistant on that team. Yeah. I was like, what when I first saw him, I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Krista was even saying she was like, I love that guy. I don't know what it is. I just <laughs> He should do audiobooks. I'm just so curious because they were saying, you know, a lot of people leading up to this were like, I can't wait for everybody to see the real Jordan because he was not what you guys all think. So I'm like, what are they trying to get at? Are, is he is he going to have like some moments where he gets really pissed off? And is that really going to surprise anybody? anybody? <laughs> like, what are they well, talking I about? That's, that's, that's all those athletes. So I think anybody who is at the prime, you know, just like the upper echelon of talent and whatever their respective you know, career field is. Yeah. They have a reputation for being, you know, unpleasant at times. And sure. That's just, you can't name a, a person who, you know, is a goat in their field who has not had that reputation. So that, you know, I don't think that will be the shock and surprise. The one thing I'm going to say that I'll be very curious to see if they go into is, what led up to this 18-month, you know, hiatus. There's a lot of wild rumors and speculation as to why he left the league, you know, so I would be interested to see if that is, is covered at all in this. Because um, mm-hmm. if not, then it will forever just be, you know, 
speculation and, and maybe that is his business i don't know sometimes i think the fans we we want to know every little thing and, and sometimes we don't need to know so yeah you know I, it, it's a 50 chance as to whether or not they'll, they'll actually cover that but um you know <laughs> we'll, 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 see. we'll see we shall see all right well thank you so much joy for joining us today Thanks, uh, we joy. really appreciate it good uh, to hear from you maybe we'll chime you in Maybe we'll chime in next week. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have to check the schedule. We'll have to check the schedule here. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine you're going to be too busy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we would just want to say uh, thank you for listening on this segment, but we're going to be right back. Um, thanks, Joy, again. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next break after this. On I'll tell you what. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to I'll Tell You What, DJ Snake with the Cardi B remix of Coronavirus. That would have me cracking up so hard when Christopher showed that to me. It's pretty funny, dude. It's pretty funny. Well, guys, uh, like we said earlier, you know, the coronavirus has made its impact on sports. So we just want to talk a little bit more about that briefly. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show so far. And thanks for your support. We are nothing without you. Y-O-U. You. Uh, Soldier boy up in this. You. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, we just always want to give kudos to where it goes. Yeah. Um, Kyle, why don't you take the lead on this one, bud? You got it, man. All mm-hmm. right. So I just wanted to kind of, um, update everybody and just get your thoughts as well, John, on, um, some of the, you know, professional major sports and even college, how everybody's handling the current coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> um, so right now we kind of little talked a little bit about basketball. So the NBA was in full bore, like right in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. actually towards the end. So you had playoff race, like kind of heating up. Yeah. And, um, and then all of a sudden, boom, uh, your boy, Rudy, he's go. so rude. Go bear. <laughs> he's there like, stop the game. Dude. He's got the coronavirus. <laughs> he came out there like, Corona. <laughs> So, yeah, so they just halted the season right then and there. Um, And we haven't had any NBA, which is sad for me and John. I know. And what's even more crazy, guys, is that the playoffs would have started Saturday. Yeah. So uh, they're trying to figure out how they can um, get these games going. So it's almost a foregone conclusion that we're going to have to forego the rest of the regular season at this point just because the timeline yeah um either that or we do like me and john were talking about maybe you could like squeeze a quick like five games in just Mm -hmm. to see like settle any eighth seed seventh seed eighth seed spots and that gives time for the rest of the people in the league to get their unity back as far as like yeah before you're going into the playoffs because you don't want to just start the playoffs cold because that's not a real gauge of like who's better and who's not exactly even though the athletes say that they're like still geared up and ready to go they ain't they're not 
you cannot jumpstart an engine like that. Yeah. So. So how would they do it? What do you think, like, if they could, let's say there's still, like, a ban on mass gatherings? Yeah, they may do uh, remote tell-ins so, or remote look-ins. So just, like, playing like, it on TV? Yeah, playing it on TV. Just the camera is set up. So, like, maybe just a camera guy going back and forth. <laughs> you following uh, me, camera guy? You following me? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Make sure you get my good side. <laughs> um, they might do that in, like, a practice arena in a much smaller area that way it could be in a controlled environment or create a quote unquote bubble the people who are leading the way on that currently are actually the chinese um and they actually have something that they have worked out but they have not gotten the details we will see so nba is mocking mimicking rather (laughs) them okay so if whatever they do they will probably follow suit immediately so gotcha I, I'm because actually. They're, they're the, they were the first ones to have the virus. So they're like slowly coming out of it. So they're like, they know the most about how the transfer exactly. is and what if it's still dangerous. Cause mm-hmm. they have the most to lose by like, you know, cause the eyes of the world are upon China. So they're yeah. going to be doing it right. World stage. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. I can't wait to see. Uh, actually, on a side note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, PGA rescheduled the Masters, all of that stuff for a later date, and they were just taking all of the fans out. You cannot spectate. So I think that'll be the same thing essentially as mm-hmm. well. Um, they'll just have the course, the caddy players. They're going to do it in the fall, right? Yeah, the, the fall. Masters. Yeah, yeah which is very interesting. Yeah. So They've never done it like that. So in Augusta in National, that golf course is like, the most beautiful golf course ever. <laughs> In the spring, so let's see how it looks in the fall. <laughs> Beat up. <laughs> it's just chilling on a dirt road. <laughs> so uh, steering us back to the major sports. <laughs> uh, we already kind of talked about baseball. It usually starts kind of at the end of March. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got a delayed start to this season. Will there even be a season? They could get away with doing a condensed season as well. Because they, they need it. Play. They're like dying, you know, and they got these players on enormous contracts. contracts baseball yeah. has such huge payrolls. Like something's got to give, you know. Yeah, you're right again, but you have the fully guaranteed. You have (laughs) the longest schedule compared to anybody else, include well NBA, but you know, double the NBA games, yeah, which is already a super long season. So, but joking itself, I don't know. I I feel like they'll figure something out, but uh, but yeah, it's not going to be for a little bit. And then everybody's favorite foosball. Uh, So. All uh, we're not talking about soccer. No, we're not going to talk about soccer. <laughs> yeah. uh, but all the college teams um, had their spring spring uh, practices and spring games canceled, suspended, suspended yeah. because they just can't practice together. They mm-hmm. can't play the game. Um, so because the problem is, guys, and like everybody's talked about it, is that even though we are social distancing, people cannot do that control. They just can't. So like the kids they're going to be stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like not kids, but adults yeah. at this point. So it's just going to, I guess, erupt is how they explain it, you know, on CNN and yeah. Fox news. Well, yeah. And they, I mean, I'm sure the kids would have no problem doing it. Like nobody there is at risk, 
you know, mm-hmm. like they're all at school, so they're not living with their like parents or grandparents. Like they're safe in school, so it really wouldn't be a problem. But it's all about perception. March Madness was canceled, so that's a big thing in itself. That was a billion dollars that went down the drain. I was for, surprised when they yeah. did it. I was like, yikes! <laughs> yeah. yeah, they said that they had a uh, like chicken wings because I guess chicken wings is like a big March Madness food. It's the the price was like cut in half for a big portion of it. Or they had to throw a bunch of them away. It was something nuts, dude, Whoa. where all these chicken wings were just like <laughs> what? One dollar for thirty chicken wings. All right. All right. Come on. <laughs> they usually sell like tons and tons of them. So they produce all of them and then it was just like cut. <laughs> So, Jeez. but, um, but yeah, so Springs canceled. Uh, this was a funny story that happened. Um, Nick Saban, he, uh, he got the whole team Apple watches so that they could, uh, record their workouts at home. Oh. And, and then all the other coaches were like, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's not fair. <laughs> and he was like, where does it say that? Where does it say you can't do that? You can't do that. <laughs> you just want to give your kids Apple watches. You are cheating (laughs) i didn't realize apple watches give us an unfair competitive advantage i think everybody's got equal access to apple watches (laughs) literally i mean if you don't want to buy that if you think that i'm boosting kids (laughs) yeah uh, i don't know you could probably give them what what's the step down from that that everybody has dude how much stuff does Phil Knight give the Oregon players. I didn't want to go there. Thanks a lot. Nike out, bro. They got the Nike Apple Watch. You know they do. Nike Apple Watch. uh, Exclusive Jordans that are not released. Yeah, like, okay. Touche. Quick. Quick. But in fairness, UNC has the same situation. So (laughs) it's like not a big deal. They're not giving them like anything that's going to. You can't do that. But anyway, I figured that would be a good mention. Um, we mentioned the Falcons in the NFL. They're mm-hmm. still doing NFL free agency, so the Falcons signed um, Todd Gurley. Yeah. Um, oh, totally am blanking on. Their uniforms? Dante Fowler, I believe. Terrible. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> uniforms, XFL, bro. Literally, t- now defunct. <clears throat> hey, uh, Coach, can you go get us those uh, practice jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got my discount rate. <laughs> uh, coach, this isn't for the equipment managers. This is the actual team's room. Where are our jerseys? Oh, no, these are your no, jerseys. No, these are Oh, I'm done. No. <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh. <laughs> I'm out of here. Jeez. We saw those and we were just dying. You guys look those up, the new Falcon jerseys. If you like them, whatever. To each their to own. To each but. own, yeah. But <laughs> not over here. I'm not buying that. <laughs> I am not. But anyway, the Falcons have signed a few good players, but um, we'll see what they do in the draft, which actually is coming this up week? on Thursday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I didn't. I know we've kind of used up a lot of time. We did get to talk about our our favorite uh, b ball players. So outside of school with a couple of guys who were up to no good. <laughs> so uh, I think that's your let's 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 call it an episode because yeah. uh, we got to social distance ourselves from uh, going too long yes <laughs> hey yo well guys thank you so much for listening to i'll, I'll tell, tell you what. what and i just want to say again shout out to everybody and thank you for listening uh follow us on twitter twitter or follow us on instagram instagram or on facebook at i'll tell you what or just tell you what sports, sports. <laughs> <laughs> um 
And guys, uh, obviously, let's just all remember in these crazy times, you know, fear is more powerful than anything that could possibly hurt you. Try to eliminate fear and make your own rational decisions. That's my best advice I can give you. Try and unplug as much as you can. You don't need to overload yourself with things that don't necessarily concern you. Once a day, checks are perfect. It's okay. You'll get your information. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's just my quick PSA. No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, guys, we'll see you all next time on I'll Tell You What.